Thanks for joining me. I'm Nancy, and you're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'll be talking to ordinary people, just like you, who share their real-life stories. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, leave a kind review, and share. Thank you for coming to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm here with Lonnie. Lonnie, thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I know it's a little overwhelming to come, and one thing I know about you is that you're a humble person, and I appreciate you still coming on to tell your story, even though that's who you are. You would normally probably say no, but I really appreciate you telling your story because I think it's such an amazing story of what happened. So um, Michael came on on our last podcast and told his story and shared about a day that changed his life. And what I believe is that in order for something really amazing to happen is that at least two people, most of the time many, but someone in order to change has to be willing to change. And then someone has to be willing to step in and say, I can help, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's correct. I mean, maybe not with every single thing, but a lot of times you need someone needs to walk alongside you. Yes. And so that's why I wanted you on here, Lonnie, is to kind of tell your side of the story and a little bit about how this, I'm going to just call it a miracle, mm-hmm. happened. I was actually at church that Sunday, and I saw you in the lobby. Didn't really see who you were talking to, just that you were chatting with someone. And then um, kind of heard about the story and was praying for him and kind of heard a little bit throughout about it. And then I was able to see the baptism at church. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so amazing. And I just felt like I have to hear this story on my podcast. I've got to get Michael's story, and I've got to get someone from the security team. Lonnie, I know Myron was very a part of it. And I think a lot of people ended up just coming to be a part of it. But thanks for kind of being that part of the story mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. First of all, Lonnie, can you tell us a couple things about you, maybe three or four fra- four phrases or words that describe who you are? You know, honest, genuine, caring, and I never meet a stranger. Oh. I like to visit. I like to talk. And, and uh, there's times, you know, I, you know, I've always been taught when you want to visit with somebody, don't give them closed-ended questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, make them open-ended. And if they don't want to answer them, they're going to figure out a way to just you know, give you like a little short phrase of an answer. Mm-hmm. But I, I just like to, I like to visit. I like to learn about you. I like to know where you came from. I like to know what you like to do. And, and if I get the opportunity, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I don't even know how long we've known each other, Lonnie and I, each other from church and then my husband's on the security or what is the SRT okay. safety response team um, together and so tell me about this Sunday morning that we're kind of alluding to and how you ended up meeting Michael well I usually tend to get to church pretty early earlier than we're required to be there I go in I you know I get my radio and I check in with Myron and Myron says hey Lonnie he says I hear you loud and clear. When you get the opportunity, come down here. I have somebody I'd like for you to sit down and visit with. It was right around 7 o'clock when I got there. I went down there and sat down with Michael because our church services, I think, at that time was about 8.30 and 10 and 11.30, something mm-hmm. like that. We just kind of started visiting, and one thing led to another. Yeah. So did Myron see 
Michael on the church property? He did. Okay. Myron, that morning when he got there, uh, I can't remember if he saw him or someone told him about an individual out there laying on the grass. And so, you know, as we do, we go out there and we do a wellness check to see what's going on, you know, make sure they're okay. And he had come there for one specific reason. Okay. And that reason was? He was told to come to Southeast Christian Church because they would help him. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And and I guess what I love about it is that we did help him, right? Correct. Not we. I didn't do anything. No, uh, no I understand. No, I'm not saying, <laughs> right, you know, right. we, yeah, as, as, as a, a whole. Church, as right? a church, right? As a church, we, we helped him. That's amazing. I love that. What did he look like well, as far as, like, did you know, you, like if you saw him, would you say, yeah, he's probably homeless? Or Yes. Okay. You, that, would have been, that was quite evident. Okay. That okay. was quite evident. You okay. know, like you said, we, a variety of people we see here. Mm-hmm. But it was quite evident that he was, he was a homeless man. Okay. And so you just came into the lobby and just started chatting with him? Sat down with him and just more or less asked him if there was anything he needed. Mm-hmm. We got him a burrito. And we got him a cup of coffee. Very good. And that's what he wanted. Okay. And we just kind of sat there, and then I uh, I just kind of started asking questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, me being, I guess you want to call it nosy or just, what, just, just an inquisitive individual that wants to know. Right. You know, because I, at that point in time in this situation, I felt inclined to figure out what we could do, where he come from, how we could help him. Right. Like, what, what are was, you wanting, That's right. right. And what he was wanting from us. Yeah. Are you just wanting money? Are you wanting a bus ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you probably... Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Are you needing help with drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. like... And he had yeah. those... He had both... He had those issues. Okay. So, did... Was he pretty willing to chat with you? He He, he finally started warming up, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, he didn't know me, I didn't know him, and and I'm sure he didn't really know what to expect. Right. And so, you know, at that point, he just kind of kind of stayed reserved and kind of quiet. Right. Well, that makes sense. Like, who are you going to be to me? How are you mm-hmm. going to treat me, right? Correct. Right. Yes. So how long did you stay with him? What kind of progressed? I was with him for quite some time, a good 45 minutes to an hour, okay. sitting there. And, you know, a few people come up there and visit with me, and I would introduce him to them, mm-hmm. vice versa, and just trying to make him feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you must have done that because mm-hmm. I see him at church every week. Every week he's yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. So when did you find out what he needed? You know, midway through the conversation, uh, he did make the comment to me that, you know, he— because I'd ask him if he wanted to attend church, if he wanted to go into service. Okay. He told me his his story of where he came from, and, you know, he wasn't wanted. You know, his family shunned him because of the way he was. Okay. And uh, he just couldn't believe that we would help him, that we would want to help him. And, and I kept asking him, you know, do you want to go attend a church service? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, well, I'd like to, but he was worried about how he looked. Okay. And I reiterated and reiterated and confirmed to him that God doesn't care how we look. Mm. What he cares about is the inside. Oh, I love that. 
and then so finally we got him a t-shirt okay and because he had coveralls on kind of a light coverall type thing on okay and uh, he he put the t-shirt on and and he did attend that service and then i visited with him when he came back out then okay then more people showed up and we introduced him to more people you know the treasure house of hope folks yes and just stuff stuff kept stuff just just kind of kept 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 going going. and when it was all said and done he left with them that day that day day. by the end of all the services correct okay yes wonderful and we'll hear about treasure house of hope um with michael um and i'll put a, a link on there for anyone who's wanting but that's so great that you see a need and like you didn't have to fill every need, right? And no. I, that's kind of part of the podcast as well is that big things can happen and you don't have to have like Michael staying in your house forever. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have all the answers. Have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can just do what God's put in front of you right. and make a big difference. Mm-hmm. That is right. And so I love that. What was your... Did you have any thoughts while you were chatting with Michael, like as far as like your prayer for him right at the beginning or as it kept going, like, oh my gosh, I would love this or I could, you know, any? I just kept, I just kept asking God to open Michael's heart, to have an open heart, to be willing to, to accept the help that he at that time was thinking he wanted. Okay. Yeah. I just kept hoping that he would have an open heart. Okay. Have an open heart. Have an open heart to be willing to t- do what it takes to get out of the rut that he's in mm-hmm. before he, someone kills him. Right. Right. Because he was literally, you know, fighting for his life, being homeless. Wow. Um, I was just thinking about that, and it's, I mean, for me, it's just a total different it doesn't even seem that it could happen that far away from where we live, Mm-mm. you know? Did you have any thoughts while he was kind of telling you about a life that seems so different than what we live? You know, I just kept thanking God that I wasn't in that situation. Mm. You know, just, you know, thank you for allowing me to do what I do to not be in this situation. Yeah. I'm pretty certain right at that point in time, you know, the Lord was working on him right then. Yeah. Well, enough that he would go with Treasure House, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a place where you have to want to change, right? Correct. It's not a, I'll just get $50 and be on my way, yeah. right? Test the waters. Right. It's a, I'm going in to get the help that I need mm-hmm. and to have a relationship with Jesus. Right. So that's pretty amazing that within a few hours, he was ready to yep. actually make those steps. Yep, and he did. He did. Have you kept in touch with Michael? I have. Okay. I Anytime I'm there, we, you know, the, which there are some Sundays, you know, that we, we miss just because of family reasons and things and there are different things going on. But, you know, I see him every Sunday and he comes up, shakes my hand, gives me a big old hug and tells me thank you. Oh. And and one day, you know, he brought his mother and, and he came down, brought her down. And so he could introduce her to me and so... Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see him every Sunday that I'm there. And what do you think when he says thank you? You know, it. it's humbling mm. because, you know, I don't, 
did I do something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I help? Yes, I did. You know, granted, it take you know, like they say, it, it takes a, a village. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's humbling knowing that you sat there and you planted the seed mm. that he needed. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And I and not, not to like, I think what you did was amazing. But for our listeners, I, what I hear you saying is, as I paid attention to him. I sat with him. I talked with him. I let him talk. Right. Like in the grand scheme of things, and like I said, I think you did amazing, but you didn't you didn't have to have like a college degree or no. go across the country or across the world or, you know, invent something amazing. You just mm-hmm. had to be there. I for did that exactly person. I did exactly what we're supposed to do. Yes. Whether it's inside those walls or out here, you know, in Parker or wherever you're at, you know, we are to go and uh, and just share the good word and, and let people know that he, you know, he don't he don't care what we look like. I love that. And he, he just don't care. All, all he cares about is what here in the heart. Right. And I think it's something for someone to say, oh, I don't care what someone looks like when they come into church, but then to practice that mm-hmm. is something a little different. And um, I just love the story because I just think this is what the church is supposed to be. This is right. it. Like, we hear so many terrible stories about the church or Christians, and yes, but I think we don't focus on the good at all. No. We don't tell the good stories, no. you know? So that's why I'm just so thankful to be telling this story with you, Lonnie. Right. He, he loves us no matter how we are. We're all broken. Mm. We need to go to him. Yes. What has changed about you? I can't really say anything's changed about me, but, you know, but kind of cancels what I just said. But we just have to be, you know, recognizance of what we're doing, you know, our surroundings. And, and you know, there are some people that want help and there's some people that don't. Right. And we just got to help those that we can, knowing, you know, it's like they say, you know, we, we, we got to offer to help them all, but mm-hmm. we can't help them all. Right. That, that's their decision, that's right? right. It's, like, it's all in God's timing. Right. And right. Michael, it was his timing. Right. It was perfect timing. It was his time. Yes. That's amazing. What advice would you give to anyone listening that's compelled by this story, that wants to... Do something like you've done. You know, number one, we need to love unconditionally. Mm. And, you know, us as humans, <laughs> sometimes it's tough. But we got to humble ourselves, love unconditionally, and welcome everyone you come across with love. Mm. That's good. And be sincere. Do you know why he was invited in instead of the police being called because that's what we do Mm. you know he he wanted to help and Myron invited him in yeah and we fed him got him something to drink what you're supposed to do we just have to be thankful for who we are and grateful and be thankful that 
you have the opportunity to be in the situation that you're in to be able to do what we're supposed to do. Right. And see, so they can see God in you and know that there is a better way. Because my, one of my questions is, do people know that God loves them if they don't see people loving them? Yeah, because that's what we're a reflection of. Right. Like, I don't, M- Michael might not have known God loves me unless you are able to show I love you, God loves you, right? Like, if someone doesn't know about God, they're not going to, I mean, God could miraculously speak to them, but he seems to use people right. to do that, right? Right. And to show his love by us just even giving in our brokenness, like you said, still showing God's love to someone. Well, when we know what we're supposed to do and don't do it, mm. that's when we let down God. Like when you're like, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that person or that person's messed up too much. Right. And that's why we were there. You know, we were there for church. You know, we, mm-hmm. that's why we're there at the time is, you know, we're there to serve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it don't matter if you're on the SRT team uh, or what you're volunteering for or if you're just there going to church. That's an opportunity and, and had where it all started, had Myron not gone out there and checked on him, we may have missed the perfect opportunity to, to help one of God's children. Right, right. So the Bible verse in Matthew 25, 38 says, And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did to me. And I just think, wow, that's almost perfect mm-hmm. of what you guys showed. Right. You know, you welcomed in a stranger. You clothed him. He wasn't naked, but right. he felt He unworthy. didn't like the way he looked because of, he felt unworthy like you just said, the words right. you just said because of the way he looked. Right. He can't go in there like that. Right. Which is not true, and I love that you said that, but also kind of met him where he was, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. I still feel like this. And so you were able to say, hey, we have a T-shirt. Yep. Is there anything that you remember most about that Sunday? You know, it was just, it was just a typical Sunday. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're all good. They're all good. Just some better than others like that one. Yeah. You know, that's a, good, that's a good feeling knowing that you can do that and help somebody. Right. What is your favorite Bible verse or story? Probably Psalms 56.3. We should always look to him, but, you know, when we, when we are down or feeling fearful, you know, Psalms 56.3, you know, says, you know, look to him, look to you. Yeah, and so relevant to our world today and mm-hmm. the fear that so many people right. feel. He's, he's got it under control. What are you grateful for? You know, really, I, I'm... Thankful for being here, sitting here with you, and, you know, being able to serve for a great life and my great humble wife. She is lovely. And tell me, how long have you and your wife been married? 30 years. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Lonnie, like I said, I'm so thankful you came on. I know you're a humble person, 
and that you would share the story to, like I said, like we hear so much bad and let's celebrate the good. Absolutely. So thanks for being on today. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for tuning in. God gave me a calling to share people's stories and I've been doing that for over 15 years with my business Generations to Generations. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things is a continuation of telling stories. All of us have a story, and it's imperative that we share it with others to learn and empower. I know you have a story to share on how God has showed up in the mountains and valleys of your life. To do that, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, or email me at ordinarypeoplestories at gmail.com. And I'll see you on the next podcast.